Hello and welcome to welcome back I should say to another episode of Brother Love of Sports. You already know who it is, man. It's your host, Corey Lovin, and you already know I'm here with my brother, my co host, Carl Lovin Jr. How we doing today, man? Um, we're doing better today, uh, you know, over the past couple of days. Uh but you know, yeah, we 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 we're doing pretty good, you know. I'm good. Blessed. Yeah. Good. Had a so, good weekend? Yeah, day? yeah. Weekend was good. Good yeah, until good. Sunday night. But, uh, you know, that's you know that's what we're here for, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling great. So, uh, hey, yeah, like you said, let's, that's what that's what we're here for. Let's just get into it. Obviously, you know, we're going to start with Cowboys versus 49ers. Um, Cowboys went into Sunday night football against 49ers. It's very much anticipated uh, matchup that a lot of people wanted to see. And Cowboys went in there and uh, – Got shellacked, absolutely got the doors blown off of them, mm-hmm. forty-two to ten, and just a complete, complete blowout. Uh, didn't play well, and uh, you know this was a game that everybody was kind of looking forward to a Sunday night matchup. You know, given the history that um, these two teams have had over the past few years, just the history of you know this this kind of rival over the you know mm-hmm. even in the nineties, uh, building building up to this uh, matchup and. Um, a lot of people were ready to see it. I know we were. We kind of talked about it. You know, we thought that this would be kind of a, a close game. I think I picked the score to be 20, 23-20, uh, 49ers. And uh, it was the exact opposite. And, you know, I'll just start by saying that. Yeah, you go ahead. You cook. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'll i be brief because I know you probably want to get some things in. So, you know, I'll be brief. I know you guys probably expect me to come on here and kill Dak and all this. But, you know, I'm just going to give – you know, my honest analysis of, of this game. You know, like I said, and, you know, we picked the 49ers because we mm-hmm. believe, last, uh, you know, last week during our rankings, we had, uh, we both had the 49ers at top. Uh, of, we had them the best team in the league. Yeah. Just, you know, from top to bottom, I believe they're they're the best roster. And like I said, you know, we picked this game to be 23-20. I did not foresee this. I will say that I did. I thought the Cowboys would come in and put, put, up, put up some sort of fight. And... They really didn't, man. It just, it just, cow. The Cowboys did not look good at all on through through every phase. On every phase, they 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 got out. They got outplayed in every phase. Uh, I believe they got out coached as well. So I'll just start by saying, man, I knew that for this for um for the Cowboys to be able to you know stay in this game and have a chance, I thought that they would need to start the game off early and uh, start. Start the game off well and start it early. They would have to hit them fast and get off to a good start. They did not do that. I believe if I if I if I'm looking here right, they had six yards of total offense in that first quarter. Yep. And what was the thing we said about you know our rankings when we ranked the Cowboys number six? As much as we wanted to put them in the top five, as good as that defense was, we just said that offense hadn't hadn't shown us much. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing this uh, this week. And what this just simply came down to, you know, I actually text you um, during halftime when the score was 21-7, and I said, you know, basically this game is over. And you said, not good enough. Yep. And Simple as that. And that's simply what it came down to. The 49ers were just simply or simply just a better team, and they're a more disciplined team. Because over the, the past two years, the Cowboys have been at the top of the league in penalties. And it seems to be that – this has been something that has been an issue. I don't really want to say since Mike McCarthy has come, but nah, it, it, it's been known before McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, but it seems to be 
because with penalties, either you're coaching it or you, you can or you condone it. Right. So, I mean, there was one penalty where I, they got a big stop on third down where Javon Curse, uh, J. Ron Curse, just lined up lined up in the uh, neutral zone, just not even being aware. So things like that, man, just just the undisciplined um, play is what just kind of ticked me off, man. If you beat us, if you if you just flat out better, I can live with that. But when you beat yourself and you're just undisciplined, man, that just that stuff just ticks me off, man. Because you got to be prepared for that stuff, man. You got to be disciplined, man. Penalties, and especially with this with this team, like I said, man, being a team that has been one of the most penalized over the past few years, and it just seems like it just seems to always rear its ugly head. And to the Cowboys' offense, man, you know I, I wrote some notes down here when I was watching this game, and I understand. That this offseason, I, I I don't know if it's if it's true or if it's been reported, but it you know it's it's been talked about that Mike McCarthy went to Jerry Jones and said I can handle this play calling I can do this we don't need Kellen Moore in in a sense and Kellen and Kellen Moore was let go this offseason as we know, but so far this year this offense just looks it just looks boring and it's and it's just the offense is just mundane. And I don't know if if you see that, but I, I mean I'll let you go here in a minute. But just me, my eye test, my eye test, this is a boring offense. It just just watching the offense, it does it doesn't it doesn't pop. And I know the the goal this year is to limit um, Dak Prescott in in a, in a sense, and that's kind of what Mike McCarthy wants to do. He kind of wants to get back to that smash mouth football, kind of running the ball. But the thing was, they couldn't even establish the run in this game. Mm-mm. So. And when you can't do that, then you're being very heavy, heavy uh, reliant on Dak. And we see what that what that got us. And not just in this game, in a, in a lot of instances. And I fear that, you know, CeeDee Lamb, I believe he had 11 receptions. I can't remember who that who that was against. I believe it, it might have been against the Cardinals or the Giants, one of those games. But another in every other game, he's only had four receptions every other game. He's recorded four receptions in each game, so I don't know if he's going to be able to be able to uh, thrive in this offense that Mike McCarthy is trying to implement. Because, like I said, man, this offense just just does not look good. And you know, we've always talked about over the past few years that the defense can play as well as it can. This is ultimately going to come down to Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. The success of this team is also ultimately going to come down to the quarterback because we always talk about. We know that the defense can't play lights out every game. No. We know that at some point, like like Sunday, there's gonna be games where they where they don't show up. And this offense is is gonna have to rely on Dak sometimes. And I just don't know, man. I just don't know. I don't wanna, you know, put too much into this game, but these are the games that, that the Cowboys are, are, are supposed to, if not win, at least be in them. At least give yourself a chance. But yeah, man, this this was just an absolute embarrassment and uh yeah like i said man i i expected it to be uh somewhat close of a game and and when i look at it i gotta give you credit here because if you look at it, i believe christian mccaffrey only only averaged like 2.8 eight yards per rush and that's kind of what you said that was kind of playing into the hands of kyle shanahan mm-hmm. man when i look at the 49ers man they can hit you in mm-hmm. in, in on every level i mean kittle kittle ha- had a breakout game and and 
they dominate. Man, 49ers just dominated this game in, in, in all phases, man. And it was just absolute, absolute blowout, man. Just absolute blowout. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I I, I definitely will everything was well, well said by you, uh, of course. Uh, and, you know, I definitely expected more. I definitely expected a more competitive football game. Um, and, you know, when I look back on this game, you know, going in and we had the conversation of what, I mean, what, what was going to have to be uh, done. I told you that the Cowboys were going to have to play a close to flawless game in order for them to win this game. And, uh, you know, they obviously did not do that. But I said one of the biggest things that was going to have to happen was Dak Prescott was going to have to play Bob Purdy. And that obviously didn't happen either. And, you know, to start with the offense at first, I, I think you used the perfect the perfect uh uh, uh, word for it. It's just boring. It's just vanilla. It's plain. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you you got to question it. I mean, you brought it up. We were told that this offense was going to go to another level this year with the exit of Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy taking over this offense and the, taking over this offense, mm-hmm. taking the reins and calling this play calls. Yes, we we that we was were the speculation. We, the yes. bill of goods that we were sold. Was that he could unlock something in, in in Dak Prescott that Kellen Moore could not, and so far, is it, it's it been obviously the Dak same, is yeah. Dak is clearly regressed. Yeah, or you know I don't want to say he's clearly regressed. He hasn't improved. He hasn't. Just, yeah, we, we we haven't we haven't seen an assertion. We right. haven't seen a, a difference. No in difference. Yeah. What uh you know what he could become or what he uh, or, or what we already thought that he was, and when you uh, you know. Like you alluded to the point I made about San uh, about San Francisco, yeah, like like you said, they can just beat you in so many different ways. You brought up the point last week going into this game, they have to key in on Christian McCaffrey, and he he, he wasn't terrible in this game. They didn't completely. Oh, shut he had him an down. impact for sure. Uh, yeah. But you can tell that on the Cowboy on the defensive side of the ball for the Cowboys, he was the key focus for them, and they they contained him to to a certain degree. But you saw once once that focus uh, was all geared in on Christian McCaffrey, you can kind of see. And which I kind of alluded to, that was kind of Kyle Shanahan was going to be prepared for that, and then that's when he just you know set up all his other playmakers and they just made plays all over the field. George Kittle finally had the breakout game of the season that we've been waiting on for him to have, uh, and you know I'm going to get more on the Brock Purdy in a little bit. But um, as far as the Cowboys are concerned, this offense is definitely a problem right now, and we knew at some point the defense wasn't going to be uh, you know wasn't going to be great, and as far as the offense is concerned now, if Mike McCarthy is not going to take this offense and take it to another level, then I hate to say it, man, I, I I just don't see the value in keeping him as him as a head coach, as a head yeah. coach. Because what was Mike McCarthy's claim to fame? What was he? What was his bread and butter? What was he known for when he when he first hired this job? What did we first think of when we thought of Mike McCarthy, an elite play caller, right? And then when he first came, and I, I said this when he initially got the hire, if you're bringing him in and he's not calling plays, he's not. This is not going to be. He's not going to have imp, his imprint on this offense. Then what purpose is he serving? That was always confusing me because he's not a leader of men. He's not. A, he, he, he's not a guy who motivates his players, as we can see. And you alluded to the uh, the penalties and everything. So what role is he serving? So I. So I was kind of in. I was I, I was all for I was kind of in agreement to you know move off of Kellen Moore and let him do because I, I was saying if he's gonna if he's gonna go down he needs to go down in his fa- in his way mm-hmm. his fashion 
And so far, we we haven't seen it pay out any dividends. And, you know, so, yeah, if the Cowboys don't reach a certain point this year where we see some – where we see a a tremendous improvement – or elevation in this offense because, like you say, it's just Manella right now. He he can't get the ball to he can't get the ball to his playmakers. He can't get the ball to CD. They have no idea how to use Brandon Cooks. It's like he's not even off there. It's like he's essentially a decoy out there right They've now. They've tried to use him on a few deep balls, and it's just it's, I mean, but it, I mean, there's it, just it, no chemistry. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing, there, nothing there. I mean, like Brandon Cooks wasn't brought to come over and, and run jet sweeps and mm. you no know, be a decoy down the field. He was brought over here to be utilized. And Mike McCarthy just can't unlock that out of him. And so I think if they don't see some assertion in this offense and improvement, I think you I think you have no choice but to move on from Mike McCarthy at the end of this year. And let me just say this real quick about Dak. No, he did not play great. He played horrible. Even worse than he played last year in the playoff game, which is which is hard to even fathom that that he can play <laughs> worse than what he played in that game. But The Cowboys defense, you know, you you say they didn't show up. I thought they particularly I thought that in the first half, I thought they played particularly well. I, I thought I, th- I thought there was some key drives where they where they were able to get some key stops. Uh, I will say the pass rush was non-existent. The pass rush was non-existent, but that that was that was more so the game plan on Kyle Shanahan's part. They were getting the ball out quick and spreading it out. But they were able to get some key stops and get off the field. You know, the Jordan Lewis strip strip on Kirsten McCaffrey was a huge play. So the defense the the, the defense Gave gave the Cowboys a chance essentially in the ball game in the first half. It was just that the offense couldn't do anything. They couldn't drive the field, and I think you know that that's what the main issue was. And in terms of Dak, I'm not going to use this game here to you know to kill him. But when you think about how the defense was playing in the first half, and you because. I think that defense essentially quit in that second half. I think they did. Not not because they didn't think that they were good enough to play with San Francisco, not because they didn't think they could stop them. I think they just had no faith in that their offense, even if what they would be able to do, their offense would not be able to muster up anything. So I'm looking at that, that defense they ever put on the second half. And I'm looking at C.D. Lamb and his body language on the sidelines, moping his head, shaking that. I'm looking at all that, and I'm taking all that in, and I'm saying – it's one thing for me and you and everybody else on the outside to question whether or not this team can go forward with Dak or he can take them to the next level. But when those guys in that locker room start questioning it's that. It's over. It's over. That's something totally different. Because if those guys don't believe in Dak, if they, if they don't believe that Dak is the guy that can take them, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what I think, it doesn't matter what you think, as long as they believe it. And I'm seeing somebody, you know, we've we seen the stuff in training camp, you know, with the defensive players, you know, talking to them all kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Just just not like just not how you would not 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 something that you expect, you know, players to be talking to their quarterback and to the leader and somebody they believe in. And you see that defense sort of lay down in the second half and you see how CD and if those guys don't believe Dak is the guy that can take them further. Then the decision has to be made at that point. Because you cannot have that in your locker room if you're the Cowboys. Yeah, I totally agree with that because that that'll you know bring. Um, That's dissension creation. Absolutely, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And like you said, I'm not going to use this game to kill that because I mean, there's plenty of other games that I could use for that. 
But uh, yeah, man, just all in all, man, just not, not really what you want to put on tape. No, not what you want to put on tape. And and uh, now you, because I mean, I look at the Cowboys' schedule. It's man. pretty, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty rough. It's it's pretty bumpy later yeah, on, man. Because so. you got the Chargers coming up here on Monday night. I don't think that. I think that. I mean, it won't be it won't be easy. The Rams are better than what we thought they were. So I mean, that's not gonna. They got them coming up here pretty soon. And then of course you know we still you still got the Eagles coming up. Yeah, man, it's not going to – and Washington might not be – you know, those you know those division games, those are never just uh, gimmies anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, it, it's – they're going to have to do something. Something's, something's going to have to give, man. It's going to be interesting to see how they really respond respond uh, going forward. Yeah, and, and, and as far as the 49ers are concerned, let's get into them for a little bit. Like, yeah, it's disappointing the way the Cowboys play, but you know what? As, as poorly as that effort that they put on tape, I still believe that the game was more about how good San Francisco is, not about how bad the Cowboys is. This team is is loaded, it's legit, and I think they've even separated themselves from everybody else in the league at this point. I think I think it's that they're by far the best team in the NFL, and I think it's them and everybody else at this point, including the Chiefs, the Eagles, whoever you want to name, because. They've got elite players at every at, at, at every facet of the game. They're elite. Elite running game. Elite offensive line. Elite playmakers on the outside. Elite defensive line. Fred Warner is the best in the game at what he does. Nick Bosa, arguably the same thing. I like I, I even like what they have in the secondary. And uh Greenlaw, he was all over the field Sunday night. He was a wrecking crew. And they also have the most important thing that you need. And I'm tired of, and l- l- let's put this to bed now. They have the quarterback that's good enough to get to them where they need to be. Because we've seen teams that have assembled this type of talent and had a guy at the quarterback position that wasn't good enough to get them over the place, and it all, and, and it all the fell thing, apart. Though, the 49ers have had this, this uh, sort of roster for the past few years. Exactly. They just never had the quarterback because here's the thing about Brock Purdy that, that I like and that stands out to me. He just he doesn't really make mistakes. He doesn't no, really turn the football no. over. And that was the thing about uh Jimmy G. Jimmy G, I think Jimmy G is a serviceable uh quarterback, but the thing about Jimmy G, he would turn the ball over mm-hmm. at the worst opportunity time worst times. or he couldn't make the throw when it needed to needed to be made. Brock Purdy, man, you can see how he reads. He doesn't have the biggest arm. He he he's not going to impress you like a Mahomes or a Josh Allen or somebody like that. But he makes the right reads and he makes the right yes. plays and he gets the ball to where it needs to be on time. And you and you brought up Jimmy G. The 49ers and Kyle Shanahan eventually made the decision to move on from Jimmy G. Well, they first made the decision when they drafted Trey Lance. But they essentially decided to move on from Jimmy G because they felt that there was another phase of this offense that they can unlock if they just got if they if they if they can unlock a little bit more at the quarterback position. That's why Jimmy G, yeah, and Jimmy G was fine. I'm not saying that he was a problem. Right. I mean, they, they was a couple, they was a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. But what Brock Purdy has essentially done has taken this off this, this team because, like you said, they've had this roster for some time now. Now we've seen the separation between them and everybody else because they have a guy at the quarterback position that could take them to another level. That's the difference now. And if there's anybody out there that questions whether or not what this kid doing is legit. We can no longer question that now. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, man, look at the talent around him. Look at the system. It's Kyle Shanahan, the system. And to me, th- that's just a lazy opinion to have 
because you're not watching what's transpiring on the field. This kid's intangibles is real. His ability to process uh, these reads and get the ball out on time and accurately and get and throw and throw the ball down the field. It is real because, like I said, we've seen guys who've been in talented situations like this not have this bevy of success. We've always said this about the quote unquote system uh, with the Patriots, who we're gonna get to here in a second. Um, you know, a lot there was a lot of speculation about you know Tom Brady and the system. Listen, I don't care how good your system is, if you don't have the adequate players to run the system. It's not going to work. Case in point, and uh, we've always talked about Phil Jackson. What Phil Jackson yeah. did when he went to the Knicks and tried to run the triangle. If you don't have Kobe and Shaq or, or Jordan and Pippen, the triangle is non-existent. If you don't have players of those caliber, like, okay, I don't care how good your system is. Yeah. So, I, like, that, yeah, and I totally agree. That's that's just a lazy opinion. That's and just, and it, you it, just... That's just you being in denial, and you're not listening yeah. to what your what your eyes are telling you. Because you have everything that that can tell you that what you what, what you're seeing. You have everything, every reason to believe why this can't be legit, why this can't be real. What this kid is doing, right. but you're not actually watching what what your eyes are telling you that that, that this guy is a. He, he's, I think he might he, get some MVP. He's votes. not just. Oh, I think he's firmly in the MVP yeah. discussion, and. The narrative that this is just, oh, you can put any quarterback out there and have this success. Look at the weapons around, look at the system. Like you said, it's just a lazy opinion to hold. And I'll, and, and I, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll finish with it. The reason it aggravates me is this point right here. If this was Trey Lance out here doing what Brock Purdy is doing right now, having this success, putting up these numbers – the narrative would be completely different. We wouldn't be saying, "Oh, it's just the guys around mm-hmm. him." We wouldn't be. We, we wouldn't be saying, "Oh, it's Kyle Shanahan. It's his system." We would be like, "No, that's the that's the reason they traded up for Trey Lance because he was the guy that can come in and have this, can do this, and take this team to the next level." When really, it should be the exact opposite, in my opinion, because Trey Lance was the guy who only played twelve games in college. Brock Purdy started forty eight games at Iowa State. Trey Lance was the guy who didn't who, who came in unexperienced and right. was a project. If anybody would have been able to question, if you would have been you able to use that position, anybody, it would have been Trey Lance, not this guy. So I mean, we, we just need. I, I, I just first of all, this guy. Nobody should have any any negative, uh, you know, anything negative or anything diminishing to say about what Brock Purdy has done, man. The seventh overall pick, just two years ago. And he is firmly an MVP candidate and is defended to be the quarterback of a team that's favored to win the Super Bowl as the last overall pick in the draft. You know how unprecedented that is? That's not an accident. That's not an accident. So we got to move on from that, man. I just, you know, uh, if, if how sustainable this is, we don't, nobody knows. Nobody knows how sustainable any quarterback success is. But we just have to take it, take it one game at a time and – I can pair Brock Purdy numbers. He's played oh, how many how many games has he played? He's played he's not even played a full. Yesterday was his six I mean uh, Sunday was his sixteenth game played. The only quarterback under Shaw Scanahan to have better numbers through sixteen games is Matt Ryan, who eventually won the MVP. So everybody wanna say, oh, it's Kyle Shanahan's system. This guy is playing well, uh, better under Kyle Shanahan than anybody's ever played. So let's just let, let's just let's just lose the narrative. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree, and he'll definitely. I believe he'll definitely get some MVP votes, and he'll, I think he'll definitely be in the thick of things at the uh, at the end of the year. Now let's move on to um, to our next topic. Another uh, team that I recently just alluded to, uh, the Patriots. Uh, 
Um, as we have we seen, you know, they're they haven't been playing. They've been playing awful this year. They're one and four, coming off the uh, one of the, some of the worst losses that has that has happened in the Bill Belichick tenure. Um, the thirty-eight to three loss versus the uh, uh, Cowboys, who we just talked about. Um, that was Bill Belichick's worst loss of his uh, of his tenure with the Patriots, and thirty-four to zero. That was his worst home loss with the Patriots. Um, and the last few years, man, Bill Belichick, you know, like we talked about, uh, kind of the the ongoing debate of you know how much was the who was the system? Was it Belichick? Was it Brady? Since since Brady's left, you know, Bill Belichick has not had much success. You know, he made the playoffs uh one year, uh losing to the Bills forty seven to seventeen and he's missed the playoffs every year since then. And uh no, there's a lot of speculation, man. I I wanna get your opinion on this, man. Is it because, um, you know, Robert Kraft, man, he's not used to this. Mm-mm. He is not used to losing. You know, they build a dynasty and and Robert Kraft, he, he wants to win, I'm pretty sure. So I want to get your opinion, man. Is it is it time for Bill Belichick to go from New England? Well, that that's gonna. I think that's a decision that's gonna come down to him. Now, if I'm Robert Kraft, what I'm doing is I'm gonna I'm gonna really at the end because up to this point, Robert Kraft has done a good job of staying out of the way. He he is the complete polar opposite of Jerry Jones, and. Let Bill run the ship the way he the, the way he uh, likes likes to run it, and he's done a good job of interfering. But going forward, I think that's going to have to change. And you know, I, I've never been one of these guys who has been who's been who's looked at you know since Tom Brady's departure and looked at what the the Patriots the Patriots the success the Patriots have had since then or lack thereof. And I'm not, I'm not I'm not one of these guys coming out banging the table saying, okay, look that, that proves it. Belichick is just another coach. If without Tom Brady, he won the had he won the success had all that success. And I'm not gonna sit here and say that because you can really make that case about any coach. I mean, if Phil Jackson didn't have Michael Jordan and and Kobe and Shaq, his his you know his resume would look completely different anyway. So, but here's coach, where here's where I'll step in on that. It'd be different if Tom Brady retired and walked away on his own. But Bill Belichick wanted I, no, him I, gone. I, I, I get all that, but I'm saying. I'm not wanting to sit here and say Tom Brady leaving and Bill Belichick not having success since he left. Or is, before it, him. Is, is an indictment on, 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 what his, on what his legacy is. But here's the thing, though. Bill Belichick, the team builder, has done Bill Belichick, the head coach, a tremendous disservice. Because... The biggest issues that the Patriots have right now is just that this roster just isn't talented enough. It's been that way for the past couple of years, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. And and he's picking the players. He's he's building it. So if I'm Robert Kraft, what I essentially do is I, I meet – because I don't think anybody thinks they're going to turn this around. I don't, especially not with Mac Jones. I've never been a believer in Mac Jones. So essentially – with Robert Kraft, the decision that Robert Kraft is going to have to – I mean, you, you, don't, you don't force him out. I think what you do is you sit down and say, look, Bill – We've been trying this for quite some time since Tom's departure, and it's just the direction that we're heading in. We're not satisfied with that, so we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to look to change the way we do things around here, and that's gonna include bringing someone from the outside to play a pivotal part on what on on, on the decision that's gonna be made on this team and how we want to view this team going forward. 
and then you see how receptive Bill is to that. If he's not receptive to that, then yes, you need to part ways because there is no question that his decisions as a team builder is a major factor in what we're seeing the product on the field right now because the team just simply isn't good enough, Corey. I mean, they have no identity offensively, and you see some of the decisions that he's made bringing in Matt Patricia and, and, and Joe Judge to call plays for Mac Jones. I mean, they've essentially, and I, like I said, I don't believe in Mac Jones, but they've, they've pretty much, you know, thrown Mac Jones to the wolves. They have no weapons on the outside. They made the decision to sign Juju Smith-Schuster and let go of Jacoby Myers. And Jacoby Myers on the night had five less yards than what Juju Smith-Schuster has on the whole season thus far. It's been a nightmare. You look at some of the first-round picks that he had that, that in the past five, five, six years that ain't even on the team no more, from the kill Harry, from Thornton, and all the other guys, just terrible picks. I mean, it's Michael Jordan-esker we're talking about with this guy as a team builder. So, yeah, you give him that ultimatum, and if Bill is not receptive to that, then you look. But first, that's what, that, that's, that's what I think has to be the first step and to how you want to correct this ship going forward. Uh, You just let off fire him, huh? I think so. I think so, man. Cause I don't, cause I don't think he's gonna be receptive. To okay, that. and that's fine. That's when you. That's when you. That's when, okay. Then that's when you. That's when because you draw the line. In the same. Bill just can't get out of his own way. In in my opinion, I mean, we look at some of the things that this guy has done. Like you, like you alluded to, uh, bringing in a defensive coordinator. Yeah. In Matt Patricia, who wasn't even good coaching the Lions, who. Yeah, I, I, I so yeah. I mean I don't understand. I mean when I look at Bill Belichick, I think he just tries to to do things to try to be too. He tries to get too smart, like he's too smart for his own good. Sometimes, like it does him a disservice at times, like trying to do stuff like that. And then you know we've always had an issue with um, Benjamin Benjamin who does that stuff, I just don't man. Get it. I just like that. And you know I had a problem with him benching Jonas Gray for fantasy reasons, but. <laughs> The guy scored four. There it is. The guy scored four touchdowns one week, and next week he was on the practice squad. But, but yeah, that, that, that's Bill. The only, yeah, only, the, only and, people that and that's the thing. That's, that's my the thing. The guy just gets in his own way at times, and I just don't think he's going to be receptive to giving giving up that some sort of that uh, that power. Well, then that's when that's and that. I don't know if like will any other franchise be able to be willing to give him that power? Now that will be that will remain to be seen. And kind of like you, I, I I understand what you're saying. Now, the roster, the roster over the past few years hasn't hasn't been good. Mm-mm. Not at all. Because I mean, we look at that last year that Tom Brady was playing. I mean, he didn't look he didn't look superb, but I mean, he still he still was able to get that team to the playoffs. But the difference between now that Tom Brady's gone, and see, this is why I come in on that, man, because I feel like it would be different. I, I understand your argument, but Bill Belichick brought this on himself. He really did, because you pushed Tom Brady out because you wanted to show people that I can that this was me, this was all me. Yeah, but n- nobody really believed but he, that, though. But. That but okay, but he believed that, and it's on him. <laughs> this the reason that he's going through all this is on him. Now I believe that you could have, you could have, because we seen Tom Brady immediately go and win a championship. Now, whether or not they would have won a championship if Tom Brady stayed in New England or not, I don't know because, like I said, the cover was getting kind of bare regardless. But 
where my argument comes in is Bill brought this on himself, man. You kicked Tom Brady out of the door when Rob Kraft and everybody else said that he wanted time to stay. Nobody wanted time to leave but Bill Belichick, and he kicked him out the door. And now this is what you get because, I, I mean, any fool could see that the difference between, between what's going on now with the Patriots as opposed to what when Tom Brady was there, Brady could work with those those uh whips right. that uh that uh that Belichick was drafted. Yeah. B- Brady would say, oh, okay, this guy this guy's a sixth round pick or this guy's a second round pick and he really should have been a seventh round pick. Okay, come on, let's go. Brady could take three guys from the stands and, and, and play with them. Yeah, and that's what goes to your point saying that Bill 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 has yet to get out of his own way. He's yet to evolve from things that when you move off, when when you make the decision, whether it was his decision or not, when you make the decision to go uh to move off of Tom Brady, then you start going about things in a completely different way. You don't bring in guys off the street from Barn Dorchester and, and insert them and think that you're gonna uh, think that you're gonna have the same level of success because you don't have that guy anymore. So that's on Bill as a head coach and as a team builder. I'm with you on that, but I'm just saying I don't think that his legacy. I'm not talking about like what I understand. He de- he deserves to be criticized for decision making. Me but personally, I, don't, I, don't I think, think his I think his legacy takes a bit of a hit, not I, a huge one. No, because but I just think I don't know, man. Because, because essentially, I, what it because is, he brought it on himself. I, I get all that, but essentially, the reality is this: nobody believes that all time that all time great quarterback. Whether it, no nobody ever believed that Bill Walsh was more valuable than Joe Montana. Nobody ever believed that. Uh, uh, Tony Dungy was more valuable than Peyton Manning. No, nobody ever believed. But that you, the- you know as well as I know that there were people out there that are saying that this was all Belichick. That Brady was a product of the system. You've heard that. Yeah, we've all heard it. But I think- and there were people that wholeheartedly believe that. And this should, I look. I, I'm just gonna say this should be proof that 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 was well, just yeah, a flat out lie. You both knew that, but I'm saying that doesn't take away from from his from his legacy as a head coach because essentially none of them other great coaches would have won if they didn't have great players. I understand that. I understand. L- listen, I didn't say he he should take. I don't think he should take a huge hit, but I think it's take some sort of a hit. Now, I, I, because and I never understood that argument because. Belichick is a defensive coordinator. Exactly. That's what he. So well, yeah. What system is he implementing? Exactly. Like, let's be real, guys. We see what we see what happened when he tries to put his hands in the offense. Like, let's be real here. And and I understand what what Belichick is as a defensive guy. I mean, what he what he was able to do with the greatest show, uh, greatest show on turf. Now, whether or not you yeah. thought they cheated, but you know, regardless. Yeah. Um, now, and, and I will say this: when they was winning those Super Bowls in those, in those early years. Those those things were spearheaded behind Bill Belichick Absolutely. because he had some defenses out there that were that were, yeah. Like you alluded to what he did for the greatest show on turf. The, every year they had a, a top five to elite number one top defense, and, and they spearheaded those championship runs. Tom later became later became the deciding factor, but there's no doubt early on Belichick's imprint was on that success. I think he got. I think he has to go. That's okay, just me. I just, I, I, I can't argue I with think, that because I just think New England needs a change, man. Because. I just feel like now you're stuck in your ways and you're going to go out on on your on your it'd be better to go out on your own terms bill rather than to be pushed out because I feel like right now he could probably say you know I'm done or kind of like a Sean Payton deal with what what he did with the uh with the Saints I don't think Bill would I I think he would try and go somewhere else because like you said sometimes a change of scenery is what you need now I do kind of agree with you 
if he does go elsewhere, who would be willing? Who would be not, not not saying who would be willing to bring him on as a head coach? Will he be willing to accept a lesser role than what he had in New England? Because I I don't see any team that would bring him in and just immediately turn all, all right. the responsibilities and the team building responsibilities over to him after what we've seen the, over the uh, over the past four or five years since Brady left. So if that you know if he's not willing to do that, then he may have to retire. Because I mean. I don't think the game has passed him up or anything like that. I, I still think he can go somewhere, be head coach, and, and, and have success somewhere else. But, yeah, if any, if you're trying to get me to say that this proves that, oh, he was just, you know. I'm not trying to get you to say that. I mean, I already knew that. We, we, we already know that Tom Brady is just – we don't need to get into that. But, yeah, I, I think I, if I'm Robert Kraft, the first thing I do is I sit Bill down and go over everything I just, you know, laid out to you. And if Bill is not receptive to that, then obviously you got to move into a different direction. Because something has to change. And we'll see what that leads into. But first of all, I think they got to hit a quarterback because I don't believe that Mac Jones is the guy. Yeah, I never thought. Mac Jones' first year, I said that was his ceiling. Because he played well his first year. You know, he, he came in and they made the playoffs. They went 10-7. Ultimately got uh got blown out, got the blown got the doors blown off him by Buffalo. Um, but, you know, he made a Pro Bowl. And I said, yeah, Mac, Mac Jones, I think that right there is what Mac Jones could be, a serviceable quarterback that can win you 10, 11 games and make get you to the playoffs. I think that was his ceiling. And 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 like you said, they he hasn't done Mac Jones any favors. No, absolutely at all. not. But I just think Mac Jones is not it. He's not mm-hmm. it. So maybe if they want to go forward with Bailey Zappi, I don't know. But, you know, I don't know because I just think, I think you got to get a change in there. That's just me. Yeah. All right. Uh, real quick, uh, I want to ask you. Uh, I just, I just thought about this. Uh, me and you. Uh, oh, I know I did. Did you pick the Packers to win the division at the beginning of the year? I did. Okay. How are we feeling about that right now? I'm not coming off of them. I'm not coming off. Well, of them I'm not because man, the Lions look the good. The Lions man. do look good. The Lions but look I, good. I, I'm, I'm gonna hang in there. Look, I expected Jordan Love to struggle this year. But you know what? I, I see the flashes. I do. When I watch him, I see he flashes at me every time. And he's not an. I mean, this is. I mean, he's he's been there for four. This is his fourth year. He, he's been there, but he, he. This is his first time being a starting quarterback. So yeah. we expect. And also, expect he's not coming sure. into a situation where you know that a Brock Purdy did anything like that. He's got some young players around him as well that are that are that are also learning how things go. And so Watson it's going to take time. And, and um, Aaron Jones have been in and out, in and out of the lineup this year too. So yeah. that that hasn't helped him either. Christian but, Watson just getting back healthy. Yeah, that's what so. I'm saying. Him and Watson and Aaron Jones being out of the lineup this year hasn't you know helped him. So I, I like I said, man, I, I expected him to struggle a little bit this year, but I still I'm still holding on to my pick, even though even you though know, the lines the look lines great. look really good. But, yeah, I'm still holding on to, to the Packers. Because, like you said, man, Jordan mm-hmm. Love, I, I see some flashes in him. And, uh, yeah, it was disappointing to lose that game the other night. Yeah. But, you know, whenever Josh McDaniels – Do you believe Do you believe me now that Josh McDaniels is a horrible head coach? I don't. I just don't believe that. Okay, he made a terrible decision. I alluded to the decision that he made not to go – but – They won the game. Okay, I won't get into it. But the, the, the decision to kick that 52-yard field goal down there, had they lost that game, he probably should have been fired. But you know, I, 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 I'm just – like, the, the guy the guy sucks to me. They, they, I'm just going to come on and say I do not think the guy is any good. All right. And well, he just continues to prove me right week in and week out. All right. Well, I mean, he he's definitely underachieving, though. No. For sure. Because I think you should be better with 
with Josh Jacobs and and, and yeah. a, top, a top running back and a top receiver, I think you should be better. Yeah, well, I I, I don't know how happy Devontae is in there right now. That we'll yeah, see how that turns into. But speaking of bad coaching, as we switch, as we kind of shift over into uh, you know, college football, Miami. You know, Corey. You know, <laughs> analytics is a big thing in uh in sports realms, right? Uh-huh. You know, it's all in every sport. You know, and people have mixed opinions about it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, some people love them, some people hate them. They think they're no good, and some people don't think they 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 matter at all. Right? I kind of fit somewhere in the middle of yeah. that. But in the midst of all that, what we do is we sometimes use the analytics as an excuse for coaches just being stupid and being dumb and making poor decisions. Mm-hmm. And what Mario Cristobal did. On Saturday night, absolutely, th- there, there is absolutely no analytic, nothing, nothing that proves that that was the right. You you had the game won. You what just, are you doing? You won the game. You cost yourself a college football playoff, I believe. You think so? I do. Well, they play. Uh, they play somebody good this week. But I think they're good enough to 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 win out, or maybe even uh, if they would won that game, maybe if they lose one game, maybe close. I mean, Corey, that was. If anything was a fireball offense in one player, right after the game, that was it, sir. Right after the game, that was I, I. I can't think of nothing that was more like I. I, I was at a loss of words. I, I. I don't know. And for it, and, and of they course, they played North Carolina this week. So yeah, that's a tough game uh, in North Carolina. May. Drake may might light them up. Yeah, yeah, that may come back to cost them a berth. Yeah, man, that was sure. that was they dropped all the way down to twenty five. Yeah. That 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 was the most craziest thing I've ever seen in a sport. I mean that that was the most egregious. I, I mean I think that that's just that's just that's also you can't get out of your own way because I mean I mean there's no you're just there's doing no reason what you for, do. there's no yeah, re- but there's no reason for you like want. I don't get it. Are you trying to like stat pad? Are you trying to get more yards? Like I don't. Were you going for a record? I I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't it, it. it was. Just, did, did he not know the situation? Either way is egregious. Either way, I mean that that. that 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 to me is beyond Pete Curl uh, calling the Super Bowl to me. <laughs> By the way, man, did you watch the Marshawn Lynch uh, club Shay Shay with uh, Shannon Sharp? I man, did. that was a great sit down. I did. It was a good sit down for sure. Marshawn definitely, Lynch is a good uh, listen, bro. Yeah, he is definitely uh, some things in there that uh, that uh, kind of confirm what kind of some of the things that we all yeah, know about absolutely. Russ. But uh, speaking of college football, man, I want to get into some of these matchups, man, because we got some good ones yeah. this weekend. Uh, we got Oregon versus Washington. That'll be a really good one. Uh, Michael Penix versus uh, Bo Nix. I like Oregon in that game. I'm taking Washington. I, think I know. Mike, I know you love Michael. I Pins, think Michael I Penix think... is just too good, and he'll he'll uh, he'll ultimately come out on on, on the uh, whatever the, the whatever the over is in points. Take that though, for sure. Uh, nah, man. But yeah, I, I agree. Michael Penix. Look, I, I love Michael Penix. We spoke to, about him, you know, a couple weeks ago on what, how what we feel about him. I think he's an elite level talent, but Oregon, Oregon looks like Oregon. Dan Lennon has came over to Oregon and he built a separate identity. We all know when Chip Kelly was there all those years, he was there. You know, they were an air raid. We're gonna just outspeed you, and you know, any 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 team. That's why when they used to come against those you had, um the all all those SEC teams, whether it be Oregon, Georgia, Florida, back in the day, they just used to get run off the field because they couldn't match up with the physicality. But Dan Lennon has brought a different identity over there, and I think that Bo Nix is. Bo Nix is an underrated quarterback. He don't get talked about enough, so I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon won that game. Yeah, you got USC Notre Dame. That might be a good one. I don't know which way to lean in that. I mean, Notre Dame has just Notre Dame has just shot themselves in the foot yeah, so much time down. this year. But 
God, USC's defense is just so bad, bro. Lincoln Dunley preaching. Oh my God. Like I, I just don't want to like to like I to, to, shout to, out to go uh, to triple overtime with Arizona. Yeah. Is egregious. Yeah. I want to shout out Mizzou, man. Even though I know they lost to That was uh, a good football yeah, game. Yeah, it was. I know they lost to LSU, man, but uh they're five and one, man. They could man, they could have been had they won that game, they could be somewhere in, in that uh in that uh, they probably find ten in that SEC championship. Yeah, they, for sure. Well, they would have to be. They play Georgia. Kentucky this weekend. Both be a tough, uh, uh, five and one. Did you watch the uh, Red River Rival, Texas Oklahoma? Yes, I did. That was a good minute. one. It was a really good game. That was a good one. Uh, Texas, I thought. Texas, I thought controlled most of the game. They probably they probably were the better team on the field. But give Oklahoma, yeah. give Oklahoma credit, they won. But to kind of go back to uh, the Mizzou LSU game, my biggest takeaway I came out of that game watching that, Jaden Daniels is a player. He's good. He can play, man. He kind of like I don't want to say like Lamar Jackson, but he kind of looked like Lamar Jackson to me. My team, Ohio State. I I really don't know what type of team we are. I thought we were lucky to beat Notre Dame, and you know, for the offense to look as sluggish as it did in the first half against Maryland is very discouraging. The offensive line play has been erratic, very erratic at times. And it seems like Ryan Day is, wants to try things, and when they don't go the way, then he wants to say, okay, let, uh, no, the hell with it. We're going to start getting the ball to our playmakers. Let's just force feed Marvin Harrison Jr., which which to me should be the mindset going into the game. <laughs> so, But I, I don't know. I, I don't know. We got Penn State in a couple weeks at home. We possibly could win that game, but – I hate to say it, but Michigan to me looks like the best team in the country from top to bottom. They, they just the they just star studded all over the place, and I, I I just I just don't I just don't love this Ohio State team. Definitely not matched up against Michigan, but I just I just don't love the dynamic of it. Yeah, I think Michigan. I think they'll get right back to the college football playoff. But man, Jim Harbaugh, man, he just. I mean, I I'm a Jim Harbaugh fan. You are, but he just. The narrative is, and and I can't argue with it. He just can't win the big games. He just can't. It just seems like year in a year, even in the NFL, you know, goes to the NFC Championship three straight years, goes to the Super Bowl, loses that, loses that. I don't know how fair that is. I mean, it's not fair, Super but Bowls, if they, you, lo- they lost to an egregious pass in the first. I understand call. that, but it just you know the narrative. So he's gonna have to right right these wrongs, man. He's gonna have to he's gonna have to get to that championship because last year, man. Losing to TCU. That was disappointing. That was yeah, there, there's very no disappointing. excuse for that. And then even before that, you know, the past few years, uh, the years prior, you know, I think he lost to Ohio State twice. So, I mean, it was well, he, it was, he, for he, was a while. 0 and, he was 0-6 against Ohio State his first years. In- Absolutely. So, it was always him trying to get over that hump. Now, I think he's finally over that Ohio, Ohio State hump. He finally, you know, a lot of that has to do with him getting the quarterback that he wanted. And I believe J.J. McCarthy is, is the guy that he wanted and the guy that he, that he has now. So... Now, like I said, I believe they'll get right back to the college football playoff, and yeah, man, they're gonna have. I mean, they're probably gonna face Georgia or somebody like that, and they're gonna have to get it done. They are. Yep. Colorado got Stanford this week. Any worry? Nah, nah. I don't, probably won't even watch it. Yeah, I. You know what? I, I think the Colorado buzz is kind of somewhat very simmered down, very, very, and rightfully so, because like I said, it was it was fun at first, but we we me and you. Me and you both knew, people who really follow the sports, that that team wasn't really good enough to compete for anything this year. But that doesn't mean that Dion doesn't deserve credit for what he's doing. So, Absolutely. Yeah. About to go watch some baseball playoffs. 
Yeah, I think uh, I was watching a little bit of Bryce Harper earlier. Man, I, I, I'm rooting for the Phillies. I love Bryce Harper. You know I do. I don't want. There's nothing I want more than him to get a championship ring. I feel that. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Brother Love of Sports. We thank you all for tuning in. You guys have a good one. Appreciate it. Love you.